Hi, Jamie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm living the dream, you know? Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm Jamie Scrimger, wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, conversation opener, and BS caller. Seven years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a glass of wine, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But as a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I was in over my head. When I went to the internet for support, I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support that I was looking for. Raw and real conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But each week, I'll bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to help you thrive amongst the tough stuff in life. My goal is to inspire you to live your version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. You know that saying, or it's a quote, you don't know what you don't know. It is so freaking true. And in this episode, I was reminded just how true it is. And I'm talking about stepmom life here, but it's true in all areas of life. And it's something that I am constantly reminded about as I am learning and evolving in all areas of life. Remember, you don't know what you don't know. Your experiences shape your experience. And you may be like, oh, Jamie, what are you talking about here? This is getting pretty deep pretty quick. But as we get into this episode, you're going to figure out what I'm talking about. This week, I'm chatting with Brenda Oaken, the publisher of Stepmom Magazine. She's back on the podcast again. It is always such a pleasure to talk to Brenda because she has been through it. Not only has she published thousands of articles about Stepmom Life as the publisher of Stepmom Magazine, her stepkids are now young adults, so she has been through the trenches. She has gone through so many different phases of stepmom life. And in this episode, we talk about life with adult stepkids, what Brenda wishes she knew at the beginning of her stepmom life, the biggest piece of advice she has for stepmoms, her biggest challenge, when she believes that stepmoms truly feel blended, the difference between a child-free stepmom and those with their own kids, and so much more. It's just such a jam-packed episode about all things stepmom life, and I think it's a must-listen for all stepmoms. As always, if you find this episode helpful, be sure to share it with a stepmom who needs it, or even share it out on your social media, tagging at Jamie Scrimger and at Stepmom Magazine so that we can connect. Thank you for listening and just, you know, take the conversation to the next level. So with that, we're going to dive right into the episode because like I said, this is a good one. Brenda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Jamie. I am so excited for this. I wish, you know what, I I wish people could have heard our conversation before we pressed record because we were both just <laughs> like... I, I'm kind of glad they can't. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very, very true. So for those, I'm, I'm pretty sure that every stepmom knows who you are, but for those who maybe don't, can you give us a little bit of an introduction, uh, who you are? 
what you've got oh, going on. Sure. Well, thank you, Jamie. Um, I, I'm Brenda Oaken. I'm the founder and publisher of Stepmom Magazine, which is an online publication for basically any woman who's um, dating or living with or has married someone who has children from a previous relationship. And I got started uh, with the magazine. Uh, almost 12 years ago now, because I understand firsthand that being a stepmom is not an easy job. And it's, um, you know, my, our tagline is even when it's good, it's complicated. And mm-hmm. I think any anybody listening to you, Jamie, probably understands what we're talking about. Yes, yes, that is, that is like the best analogy of, it's like nothing simple. Right. Nothing is simple when you are a stepmom. That's so true. And, and you know, that's the reason why when someone says, well, you knew they had kids when you married them or when you started dating. Anybody in our shoes wants to just rip their hair out because there are so many things that we absolutely could not have known. You know, it, it, it just is impossible to know what is going to be thrown at you when you're living with or dating um, someone who's got who's got kids. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's crap. I actually did a video on, I think I posted on my Instagram last week, and I will link it actually, but talking about just that double standard of you knew what you were signing up for, because no one says that to moms, right? And, you know, I, I use the analogy, so a new mom has a you know, newborn baby, the baby's crying, she's overwhelmed, she's just at her wit's end. When she tells people that she's feeling overwhelmed, no one says to her, well, you know you're signing up for when you decide to get pregnant. Like, what did you expect? Babies cry. But when it's a stepmom, people are like, oh, well, you knew that he had kids. What did you expect? It's just such a double standard. Exactly, exactly. And, I, you know, I think that's a great analogy that there is just this double standard. And it's it's very frustrating for women, for stepmoms to, you know, see the support that other women get. Because, you know, one of the reasons you do what you do, Jamie, and I do what I do is because we saw that there was such a lack of support and understanding and, um, and you know, with that, uh, a lack of validation that comes to women who are really trying to to do right by their new partner and and the kids that are involved. Mhm, 100%. I think we both started off on the floor. <laughs> we did, we did. We both we yeah. both tell the story. I think you were in the bathroom and I was in my walk-in closet. Uh, and I'm not sure if there was wine involved. I think well, I there was there for were, sure wine. There <laughs> and there were definitely tears and I think from my experience stepmoms I have talked to can really relate to that story. We've all had that sort of falling down moment where you just go, oh my goodness, this is, I had no idea, you know, can I I do this? What was I thinking? Exactly. For sure. Now your stepchildren are adults now. They are young adults. They are, uh, uh, my stepdaughter is 24, almost 25, and my stepson is 27. So yes, they are, um, they are technically, um, out of the nest, but, um, thanks to COVID, um, you know, I, we've got some boomeranging happening in our house. And Mm -hmm. so I went from an every other weekend stepmom to an empty nester stepmom to now, I guess, technically a full-time stepmom, which is, I think 
probably good for my magazine, the the business, because now I have <laughs> I have firsthand experience in, in all of those areas, which until you've lived certain things, I think you can empathize, but you really, you know, you, that, that firsthand experience is just priceless, um, especially when, you know, you're counseling other women who are in your situation, because now you have just this added layer of insight into the day-to-day and what it, what it really involves. And I mean, it's a little easier for me because when you're dealing with a young adult who, you know, she, she drives, she comes and goes, she has a job, she, you know, she's pretty independent. Um, It's a different ball of wax than when you're stepkids are very young. But nevertheless, I have now decided that full-time stepmoms are saints. Um, yes. because, <laughs> because they don't they don't get a break. There's a, a bit of a difference. There's plus and minuses to both. You know, when you're in every other weekend stepmom, it can be a lot harder to form those bonds and and kind of connect because you're you're on, you're off, you're on, you're off. Um, so that's, you know, that's one aspect, but when you're a full-time stepmom, you don't get that, you don't get that break either. You know, you have time to bond, but you don't have, you don't have your own downtime like in every other weekend stepmom would. Yeah, for sure. And let's be honest here. When you, when the kids were 16 or 14, whatever, and you were looking forward to adulthood and, you know, fast forwarding what that would look like in your mind, did you anticipate they would be living at home? No, uh, no, (laughs) (laughs) definitely not. I mean, it's, um, it just wasn't even on my radar really. And so it was quite an adjustment, I think both for myself and for my, my husband, because you, you know, whatever life phase you're in, you adjust and you adapt and then you get into a routine. So we had our routine down, you know, pretty well. And then all of a sudden things are just different. There's another person in the house, you, you know, scheduling is different. You you know, you can't, you can't walk around in your underwear like you used to, if -hmm. if that's what you want to do. It's, it's, you know, so it's, it's just an adjustment that uh, I certainly hadn't anticipated. Yeah. And I'm not anticipating it either. And I'm really hoping that it doesn't, it just is something you have to deal with and I'll, um, (laughs) I'll just take the experience from you. But I'm thinking back to something you just said. My uh, cousin asked me once, she's like, how do you think of things to write? You always seem to have something to write. Where do you find the ideas? That's like my life. You live it. <laughs> like, this live is it. my life. I'm yes. constantly inspired by something that has happened or a conversation that I've had. And I love that you're saying, well, you know, the kids being at home, it's it's good for business because yes. <laughs> I have something to talk about. Well, it's it's true. And Jamie, that's so funny that that um, you got that same comment. My husband, when I when I told him I was going to start a magazine for stepmoms, he said, Uh, Well, you know, that's great, but I'm a little concerned. He said, I don't know what you would write about. What would the articles be every single month? Could you really come up with content every single month? And I just laughed and I said, that is the last thing I am worried about. And (laughs) honestly, that has been the least of my challenges in in publishing a magazine every month is finding content because – uh, you know, if I haven't lived it, somebody else has. And so there's no shortage of content, is there, Jamie? Uh, no, always inspired. <laughs> <laughs> now, so they say that it takes seven years to blend a family. And I want to dive into this because I always think back to the conversation that you and I had. I think I was a stepmom for 
uh, two years at this point. Very mm-hmm. hearts and sparkles, very just living the perfect life. Everything is great. And, you know, now when I look back, I think the role that I played at that time and just the way I looked at step parenting and just everything is just so, so different. Mm-hmm. And I truly do feel that we have kind of found our groove and we are at the seven year mark. So I'd love mm-hmm. to kind of hear your insight on that because you had said to me during that time, well, Jamie, like not everyone has this hearts and sparkles. I don't even remember exactly how you said it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, perception of being a stepmom, but you know, after you go through and have all of those experiences and, you know, go through the trenches and have the curve balls and, you know, it's all pretty mm-hmm. cyclical. You do kind of find your groove and I, I'm feeling it around seven years, maybe. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think I remember that conversation, Jamie. And, you know, you are not unlike a a lot of of stepmoms who in the beginning are very optimistic. And and I think that's a good thing because – you know, if you don't start out in, in that great place, you know, it can be a lot tougher and you need sort of that optimism to carry you through some of the things that are going to happen. When we had that conversation, I had the benefit of a little bit of hindsight. I'd had some, you know, I'd, I'd had some, I'd played dodgeball for a while and had some balls chucked at my head. So (laughs) I, I kind of knew, and, and I, I knew from our subscribers that we all, or most of us will start out in a place where, you know, we fall in love and we're optimistic and we have great intentions and, and then challenges start coming. And the challenges that step families and stepmoms face are very predictable. They're very predictable. You know, when somebody gets married, the kids um, will sometimes rebel. When a stepmom announces she's having a baby, the other household might not take too well to that and, and challenges will come up. Court dates come up. Just a lot of things that are very common, very predictable. So, I think the optimism is 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 a good thing. Um, but I think the key is to also be eyes wide open and know that there are going to be challenges ahead, and to prepare for that as best you can. You know, you can remain optimistic and still understand that things could get kind of dicey down the road. Um, and it's, it's just really, in my opinion, preparing for the unknown. It's maybe comparable to an insurance policy. You know, you learn, you learn as much as you can about what could happen so that if it does happen, you're not blindsided by it and you're able to prepare for it. And, you know, as far as the seven years and, and blending, I think the term blending is tricky. You know, we've, We've published a lot of articles about why blending is a challenging word because it sets up this expectation, sort of this um, unrealistic expectation in a lot of situations that we're going to blend perfectly into this one family unit. The reality is, is when you have children that have another home, they, for them to fully blend with you means that they're not fully a family in their other home. And that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Kids. No, for sure. Yeah. Ki- kids who go between two homes have two homes. So in our home, we want to blend. We want everything to be all integrated and, and we want to feel like a family, but it, it's important to remember that 
blending is a challenge for kids because they go back and forth. So if I blend here, does that mean I'm not blended there? You know, it, it can be very difficult for them to navigate those um, those feelings. And that's where loyalty binds can you know, enter the picture and children can get very, uh, very conflicted. So as far as seven years, I think you're, I think you're spot on it, it at about the seven mark. And I don't want to say everybody will blend. I think for some, they will blend for some, they will just get used to each other. They'll just, you know, they, they have some shared experiences. They've developed some traditions. They understand each other's quirks. They have become comfortable with one another. They've worked out some of the kinks that happen. So to say that you're going to blend after seven years, I, I cringe when I hear stepmom say, well, you know, we're almost at the seven year mark. I think the worst thing step families, stepmoms can do is put a timeline on their relationships. And I can tell you from years of experience that blending, sometimes I have felt like, wow, we really feel blended. We, this feels like home. This feels like a family to me. And then there have been other times beyond when I thought, oh, this feels very comfortable, that I felt like, wow, have we made progress? I feel like an outsider right now. Or, yeah. I feel, you know, so it it's a roller coaster, Jamie. It really is. It, yeah, it's, it's the ebbs and flows, right? Like, yes. all of a sudden, you feel like you are, everything is great and things are going well. And then all of a sudden you get that curveball and you feel like you've been punched in the gut. Mm-hmm. And you just feel like you took 20 steps back. I totally agree. Yes, it, it can be very deflating and very discouraging. And, you know, m- my husband has been very good about, Uh, And of course, I don't listen to him at the time when he tells me this, but he'll be very good about saying, now, Brenda, remember, you know, the kids have said this or the kids have done this. And, and, you know, you felt this uh, reminding me of all the good things, because in those moments where the wheels feel like they're falling off the bus, it can be very easy to go, you know what, this is just it's just not, you know, it's just not what I thought it was going to be, or I'm unappreciated, or, I'm unappreciated you know, I'm going to just disengage. And so it can be very easy to just feel like, I, you know, you want to throw in the towel during those moments. And I think that's why I, you know, I, I actually started a, um, a feel good file where I would put little notes, little things, little reminders, uh, you know, of experiences or times where things were good. So that when, when the wheels felt like they were falling off the bus, I could go into that and sort of remind myself because I wouldn't always listen to to Greg sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a gratitude yeah. practice, right? Because I, yes. you know, I often in the morning will write out just ten things that I'm grateful for, and it's the little things. And I think mm-hmm. when you start your day or you have that, you know, file to go to when you are feeling discouraged, it can kind of bring you back to that. It sounds kind of corny, but attitude of gratitude. Yeah. But it it really really does help. Yeah. And it's a discipline. You really have to, some days you have to force yourself. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Now I want to just go back a little bit to what we were talking about, how, you know, at the very beginning you do have that, you're very optimistic and all of that. And I don't want to come across to new stepmoms right now to be like, well, you need to get a reality check. Like you're being optimistic. That's great, but buckle up. Mm-hmm. But also I kind of do <laughs> like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to seem super negative, but I do think that it's really important to be cognizant of the extra challenges that come mm-hmm. with being a stepmom. And I think at the very beginning, you know, I know this is definitely true for me. I was trying so hard to 
have this perfect family and for it to us to be the exception to the rule and to mm-hmm. not be struggling. And I, you know, I'm going to love the kids like they're my own and, and all of those things that you try so hard to have it all together all the time and, and put on that perfect, the picture perfect family mm-hmm. and that pressure that stepmoms put on themselves. You can only do that so long. Mm-hmm. And yes. you just, that's when you find yourself on the floor. Yes, exactly. And I, I think it is a very, very common thing for women to feel like I am going to, this, this won't apply to us. I'm going to, you know, I, I thought I'm just going to try harder. I'm going to work harder. I'm, you know, and sometimes despite your best efforts, you're going to face some challenges that you, you hadn't anticipated. And, um, it's very, very true that in the beginning, you just, you think it's not going to, well, you know, we're just going to beat the odds. This won't apply to us. I hear it all the time with new subscribers, new stepmoms who say, well, this is not my reality. And then they'll come back a few years later and say, well, it happened. They're like, where's that article again? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. And so, you know, I think the, and the benefit of hindsight is that it's 2020 and you can kind of look back and say, well, um, you know, I, I saw this coming or, or I didn't see this coming. Or Um, Brenda said, (laughs) or Brenda said, or Brenda, you know, Brenda said, I try not to do that, but This episode is sponsored by Stepmom Magazine. Guys, Stepmom Magazine is probably one of the only stepmom resources that I check out on a regular basis. It is an online magazine with articles from all the top step parenting experts on all things stepmom life. If you've been through it, Stepmom Magazine has covered it. The articles inside Stepmom Magazine are written by a hand-selected team of experts. Contributors are licensed therapists and published authors and stepfamily professionals who just get it. Stepmom Magazine also has ebooks that you can download if you're struggling with a particular issue, such as disengaging or dealing with the ex or having an R's baby and more. It is a super cost-effective way to get support and most importantly, reassurance that you're not alone. It is such a great feeling when you get the monthly email letting you know that the monthly edition is ready. The articles are always so timely. To subscribe, head to www.stepmommagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 to save 20%. Again, that's www.stepmommagazine.com and use the code JAMIE20 for 20% off. Huge thanks to Revival by Martin Co. for supporting this episode. Revival by Martin Co. creates sustainably handcrafted, reclaimed wood watches that not only are freaking gorgeous, but are designed with materials to uplift your spirit. Founded by husband and wife duo, Dana and Jeff Martin, Revival by Martin Co. is passionate about self-empowerment and empowering women and children all over the world. Not only do I love their watches, but I absolutely love the mission behind it. 25% of proceeds from every watch purchased is donated to WaterAid Canada. WaterAid is an international not-for-profit determined to make clean water, decent toilets, and good hygiene normal for everyone, as it should be. Darren and I both wear our Revival by Martin Co. watches all the time and are always asked where they're from. Darren wears the Ebony Ignite, and I am obsessed with my Sandalwood Clarity watch. Head to www.revivalbymartinco.com to check them out and use the code JAMIE15 for 15% off. That's www.revivalbymartinco.com and use the code JAMIE15 for 15% off.
you were one of the OGs. Like you, you have been <laughs> through it. You've been creating content on this since the very beginning. So yeah, you, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So from your experience as the publisher of the magazine, and you know, you've talked to thousands and thousands of stepmoms. What do you think the biggest struggle is for stepmoms? It's hard to sum that up, but I, I would think that really it's the expectations that we put on ourselves and that society places upon us. And it's also comparison to other stepmoms. You know, I think we, there is an expectation and there is just a pressure that stepmoms feel to, you know, to be perfect, to, to, you know, mend this family together, to do everything right, to create what looks you know, sort of like an Instagram worthy family. And then there is also this pressure from the media, from celebrities, from our, even our friends and family who, you know, expect that we will co-parent or that we will, um, you know, go on vacations together or have holidays together or do all these things that we see that are really very far from most people's reality. For some people, yes, they, they do have those situations. And for those people, I, you know, my, my, my hat's off, congratulations. But what, what the stepmom who is struggling doesn't understand is that for those success stories, a lot of stars have to align for mm -hmm. everything to fall into place. And by that, I mean, you have to have another parent on the other side who's willing to co-parent, who is cooperative, who is emotionally over the split if there was a split. There have to be a lot of things happening. There have to be kids who don't feel like they are stuck in loyalty binds. There has to be, you know, uh, uh, just a lot of a lot of luck involved in, in a stepmom situation. And there again, that's why it is so frustrating when someone says to a woman, well, you know what you knew what you were getting into. There's no way you could have predicted how the other household was going to react. There's no way you could have predicted that children who were once okay with you being around have now decided that they're not so happy about that. You know, they're just a lot of a lot yeah. of things. And you know um, what really pisses me off is every single time there is one of those hearts and sparkles, like wearing the same jersey at the football game. You know, those articles that will go around, they'll go viral about co-parenting. Like, this is how it should be. Like, we're all best friends or. Yes. I will get with every single time something goes viral. I get one of those um, sent to me by people. Mm -hmm. They'll say, this is how it should be. Like, isn't this amazing? This is how it should be. Okay. Yeah. Ideally. But don't send that to me. Like it, it makes people feel this pressure to have this certain type of co-parenting relationship that often it just is impossible. Yes. So it, it, again, it just puts this extra pressure on stepmoms and says like, this is how it should be. Yes. Because stepmoms then say, well, what am I doing wrong? Am I not trying hard enough? Should I do this? Should I do that? And we wind up bending over backwards twisting ourselves, losing parts of ourselves, giving away parts of ourselves in this, this attempt, I almost said futile attempt. Um, but in a lot of cases, it is a futile attempt because there are things that are just not within our control. And it is really one of the causes of so much stepmom burnout. You know, there's a, going back to those cycles and the predictability of what happens is, 
you start out, you're optimistic, you dive in, you try really hard, you bake the cookies, you go to the games, you wash the laundry, you try to co-parent, you call the ex and try and meet for coffee, you do, you do all <laughs> these things. And then, you know, it's still not working. And so you start to feel like there's something wrong with you or you're frustrated. And that's when stepmom burnout really hits. I want to say that for a lot of, a lot of women, I see it especially around years, maybe two and three, where they've just really, they've, you know, they've gone balls to the wall and then, and then they hit that wall and they, they're just tired and they're, they feel kind of broken. And then they look at themselves and they, they think, well, you know, I've given up my hobbies. I've, I've, you know, I've spent time doing things I didn't want to do. I've given a piece of myself away. And that's when I think for a lot of stepmoms, the aha moment comes and they take back their power. And for me, that is one of the most gratifying, um, things that I see in the work that I do with stepmoms is that moment when they realize that they don't have to give themselves away in order to be a good stepmom. And there's, there's a lot of power in that moment. And that's when the work begins. And that's when, you know, they, they, they start finding people like you and me, Jamie, they start Googling and they, they look for podcasts and blogs and coaches and magazines and books and things that will help them and community, um, you know, other stepmoms that can, that can kind of take them by the hand and say, been there, done that, you know, Mm -hmm. and And I feel the same way. I think so many stepmoms are feeling so guilty because they're starting to feel resentful. They're starting to feel like they're unappreciated. They're starting to feel like they're giving so much. And then they get to the point where they kind of have anxiety before the kids come because they're just giving and giving and giving and they're burnt out. And then they feel guilty. Yes. Oh and gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's the stepmom guilt. I, I did a group coaching program a couple months ago and every single stepmom had such a unique situation. Everyone was different. It was actually really interesting, mm-hmm. but the one thing that everyone experienced was guilt. Yes. Yes. That, that I don't want them to come over. I don't want them to come through the door, but I feel bad saying that or thinking that or mm-hmm. yeah. I call those kind of the ugly, um, the icky, the stepmom ickies, I used to call them. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just an icky feeling, you know, it's a, and our poor partners, I mean, they, you know, a lot of times they just feel so caught in the middle because they, you know, they're not blind. They see what's going on. In a lot of cases, they feel very powerless. You know, they've got, they've got a situation they don't really know what to do with. They've got a partner who's not happy. They've got kids that they're trying to, you know, love and raise. And, and sometimes there's some divorce guilt popping in there too. So, um, you know, that's where it gets, that's where it gets really complicated. Yeah, for sure. Now, when you look at, so there's stepmoms who have children of their own, you know, Mm -hmm. ours babies, and then there's stepmoms, childless stepmoms. I actually don't love that term either, the childless stepmom, but Mm -hmm. I feel like you can pick apart any term really. And I think it's important that there are childless um, and there are child-free. I consider myself to be a child-free stepmom because it was a conscious decision that okay. I, I was not going to have kids. Um, childless tends to, and I agree, I think the term is, you know, I mean, it's just not a great term, um, but it, typically with women who wanted children but can, couldn't have them. Right. Um, but so is that case, how you differentiate it in your magazine? That is how we differentiate it in the, in the magazine is uh, childless and child, child-free. 
child, I usually say child-free by choice. Okay. So when you're looking at say child-free stepmoms Mm -hmm. and women who have, or stepmoms who have their own kids, Mm -hmm. do you think that they're, they experience stepmotherhood differently? I, you know, I definitely do because I think anytime you have a different life experience, you are going to view things through a slightly different lens. Mm -hmm. I think in a lot of cases, you know, having, having a child, um, and this, what subscribers have told me is, especially if they went into the relationship without their own children and then having a child, that's a really big mind shift for a lot of women. I, you know, I hear, that's where I hear a lot of stepmoms getting into kind of tricky water that they feel like, well, I, I, I love my stepchildren as my own. And then they have a child and they realize the love feels different. And And then you feel guilty. Yes. And that can be a very, um, unsettling time for, for stepmoms. And, you know, that, that's one area where we say, well, it, it's, it's okay. It can be, it can be different. Do you have, you know, if you have more than one child, you love all your children equally, but for different reasons and, and you have different relationships with each of them. And, you know, I, I equate it to any, any kind of relationship. It doesn't have to be the same. It doesn't have to feel exactly the same to be good. You know, I have a lot of different girlfriends and I, I am friends with them for different reasons, you know, and I I think we all have like that fun girlfriend. She's your going out girlfriend. She's your, I'm going to have a cocktail with girlfriend. And then there's the, the girlfriend who, you know, you're going to bear your soul to kind of girlfriend. And, you know, we have friends and people in our lives for different reasons and different doesn't mean less than. So if you love your child, your biological child differently than you love your stepchildren, I, I don't know, but that, that sounds pretty normal to me. And it's 100% all, normal. And I say that yeah. all the time. And I've received some major hate for saying that I the way that I looked at being a stepmom changed when I had my own baby, but mm-hmm. it did like, it really, really did. And it goes back to what you're saying, the different experiences. When you have different experiences, it changes the way you look at things. And it, it doesn't make any one else's experience less than it just yeah. means it's different for you now. Yes. And I think, you know, Wednesday Martin, who's the author of step monster, um, writes a lot about, you know, how, there is a primal, it's a, there's a primal difference between having, having children and nurturing other children. You know, she gets into a lot of the, she's a social researcher. So she dives deep into why stepmoms feel the way they do, why we act the way that we do, why society views us in certain ways that they do. And it's my personal opinion that there's no way that you couldn't feel differently about stepmotherhood if you had kids versus not having kids because your life experience is different. So anytime Mm -hmm. your life experience changes, it changes how you see things. You have a new level of understanding. Maybe you have a different level of empathy. Maybe you all of a sudden develop a little bit more of an intolerance to certain things. You know, it can go either way. So um, I think part of, part of the the key to being a stepmother is to stop placing these expectations that we have to feel a certain way. And, and back to my earlier point about comparison, stop comparing ourselves to other stepmoms. And I see this all the time online. It really upsets me when I see one stepmom, you know, 
kind of the hate, like the hate mail that you mentioned, everybody's experience is different. If you feel this way, good for you. You know, I'm happy for you. And if you feel in another way that's completely different, that's okay too. We've got to start normalizing the fact that not everybody's going to have a similar experience and that's okay. You can, you can have a different kind of love and still have a good relationship with your stepkids. There's no one size fits all. And I think that's so important to remember when it comes to step families. Yeah. I say that all the time. Cause you know, I often hear some stepmoms will say, well, my stepkids call me mom. And to me, that's a hard no. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. really work for me and my family. And I'm not really into that, but that works really, really well for some families and everyone's comfortable with it. Everyone's happy. Yes. Who cares? Right. You know, yes. I feel like stepmoms too, because we, it's so challenging. There's a lot of stepmoms who kind of have their backup too. And mm-hmm. we're ready to defend their experience and just kind of all of that, which 100%, that's what we're all really trying to do. But in doing that, sometimes we lose sight of the different experiences that everyone else is having too, because there's so many, like you said before, there's so many moving parts with step families that oh, God, yes. every, every step family is, is so different. Yes. And I mean, when you think, when you just look at, when you look at the world and how many different personalities there are and, you know, people and their different skill sets and their different life experiences. You know, a step family is no different. You've got all these people and there are more people in step families because you're dealing, you know, you're dealing with two homes, you're dealing with remarriages. So, you know, you've got all these different personalities kind of coming together. So many people. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, if you think about the combinations and the potential, issues and challenges. I mean, the combinations are endless. So you can't compare stepmom to stepmom, stepfamily to stepfamily, because the players are all different. Their their life experiences are all different. Their personalities are all different. And there are just really, there, there are a lot of generalizations you can make about things that happen, but there are no two families that look exactly the same. And that's why it's, that's why it's so complicated. Preach it, Brenda. Preach it. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So just before we wrap up, do you have any piece of advice for stepmoms right now? Other than there's no one size fits all approach. Do you have any kind of last words of wisdom as the OG (laughs) stepmom that you are? Uh, Well, you know, if I look back over my Uh, I guess I've been a stepmom for almost 18 years now. If I could have done something a little bit differently, I think I would have, I would have paid more attention to what I needed. And by that, you know, what I did was I, I did what a lot of stepmoms do, Jamie. I, you know, in the beginning, I went to all the games. I felt like I had to be there for all the dinners. I, I spent a lot of time um, trying to make things good. And in hindsight, there were some opportunities where I could have done a little bit more that I wanted to do and said to my husband, you know what, I'm going to give you some one-on-one time with the kids while I go work out, while I go visit my family, while I go, you know, do whatever it is that I wanted to do that day. I realized this one day when I looked back and we're still in the middle of COVID, 
we we're all at home and we have a little bit of extra time and I've started practicing piano again. And I, I thought to myself one day, why haven't I been doing this all these years? And I realized because I, I was busy doing a lot of other things. And while we had a lot of fun and I don't want to say that I regret doing all the things I do, I think I could have had a little more balance. And I think if my, if I had one piece of advice, it would be strive to balance is elusive, right? But, but strive to balance the scales a little bit more in your favor, because I think as stepmoms, we self-sacrifice so much and you will save yourself time on the back end. You will save yourself some resentment on the back end. If you listen to what it is that you need and trust that when you're not there, it gives your partner an opportunity to step up and it gives your stepkids an opportunity to spend some time with, with their parent. And, you know, that those are all good things. You don't have to be there every moment, every second, find a little balance, take care of yourself and do what makes you feel good because you are no less important in your step family than any other member of that step family. We tend, right. We tend to, you know, we tell, we tell women, you know, society has this thing. Oh, it's all about the kids. The kids have to come first. Well, in many, in many instances, yes, they do. Kids and kids need things. We have to take care of them. We have to do right by them, but you're important too. And if you're not taking care of yourself, who's going to take care of everybody else? How good are you going to be for everybody else that you're living with? So pay attention to that and don't feel guilty about it. You have my permission. Yeah. And I want to add one thing to that because when you are taking care of yourself, those extra stressors that come with being a stepmom, they don't affect you the same way. Absolutely. Like think about when you're feeling depleted, because this is an example from my life and I've shared this in the exclusive community, but when I'm feeling depleted and overwhelmed and like I haven't been working out or haven't taken time, my husband and I are on the same page and I come home and that kitchen is trashed, I want to lose my crap. Right. And yeah. my reaction isn't great. Like, I'm going to be 100% honest. It's not a great reaction when I walk in and see all of those dishes everywhere because I, I don't have any resources. I don't have anything left to give. Yes. When I walk into that very same situation or even a situation where, if, say, we're dealing with issues with, you know, co-parenting or whatever, and I am on my A-game and I'm taking care of myself and have done things for me, my reaction is so much more calm and you know, I can look at the big picture and I can just be not as reactive. Mm -hmm. And the way you deal with the very same situations can be 100% different when you're taking care of yourself. And it actually makes being a stepmom a lot easier. And you're actually a better stepmom and they like you more because you're not a lunatic. Right. Yes. Because you're, (laughs) yes, yes. And you know, when you're mentally or physically tired, your tolerance level just goes down. It's a fact. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, if you're stepmom or not, that's just, that's just how we work. So you, that's exactly right. I love the, I love the kitchen example, Jamie. Oh yeah. The freaking dishes. Like I did a tutorial (laughs) on how to put your dishes in the dishwasher. It is not rocket science. You run an iPhone every single day. (laughs) This is how you work the dishwasher, but that is a different topic for a different day. Right. That's a different podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much, Brenda. I'm going to link the magazine for everyone. Go check it out. It is one of my favorite resources for stepmoms and um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. 
take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast, give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you.